Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Check podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Donnie and Dolly podcast. Catch the show Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon on Check. Your local sports coverage lives here. Well, why am I watching it? Because it's on TV. With Don Taylor. Cucumber is the worst vegetable out there. No lasting power, no staying power. And Rick Dollywall. 45 minutes in front of a mirror, I banged it. Here's Donnie and Dolly. 10 o'clock in downtown Vancouver. Thanks for tuning in, folks. It's Donnie and Dolly, the team on check. In the Paul Carson studio, Don Taylor. Along with Rick Dollywall, Ryan Henderson is our producer. He's the man of the controls, our director, the voice of God, is Derek Wong. How are you? Couldn't be better. You have a scoop for us. <laughs> there's no scoop. You said you did. No, there's nothing, Donnie. It's all good. There's, there's something that the Canucks aren't interested in a player that you thought they might be interested in. Well, they got to sign uh, Arvid Kosmar. Uh, <laughs> The sixth rounder in 2021. They got to sign him by a certain date, but they've already told the agent that uh, we're not going to sign him. What can you tell us about Arvid, other than the Arvid, fact he's uh, a draft pick? Arvid, he played in Linko Pinks uh, in Sweden last year, the uh, last few years. A sixth <laughs> rounder in uh, 2019 or 2021. 20. I had this. Uh, you, got, you got me unprepared. You here, said Don. you had something regarding the Canucks. Somebody asked on Twitter if the Canucks are going to sign Arvid Kosmar. And uh, I, I I checked into it, and they're not going to sign him. So there you go, Donnie. Uh, seventh rounder in two nineteen, uh, played in uh, Linko Pings, uh, Linko Pings, uh, Sweden. Two goals, seven assists. Move past points. that name there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm anyways, not going to try it. Uh, anyways, they're they're not going to sign him. They're going to cut him loose. And I told you earlier in the week they're cutting uh, Connor Lockhart loose. So they had dis- mm-hmm. they got decisions to make, Donnie, on some of these players, and uh, they're going to cut two players loose. Uh, other Canuck news uh, of sorts is what's happening tomorrow at the uh, World Hockey Championships overseas. Uh, all the remaining games, I believe, are now in Finland. Some, of course, earlier were in Latvia. But Canada plays Latvia in a semifinal tomorrow after uh, knocking off the Finns a 4-1 in the quarterfinal, and that means Ethan Bear and Tyler Myers are going to go up against their Canuck teammate, Arthur Silovs. Look at this kid, 22, Donnie. Uh, six straight games he's won for Latvia, and uh, what a story. Like, I don't think anybody saw this. I mean, this is a wonderful story at the World Hockey Championships. I, I don't know what to say. This kid is just, he's blown every, everyone away with his play. 40 saves against Sweden yesterday. That's a big upset. First yeah. time ever Latvia is going to make it to the medal round at the uh, World Hockey Championships. Look at the crowd. Watch this when they go nuts here, Donnie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is pretty good. Uh, 22-year-old goalie. The Skoda is blocking some of the view, but yes. <laughs> uh, look at this. We can see. Uh, and the kid is just – and you know what's going to happen, Donnie. You know what, you know what happens in this city. Uh, we do this with all prospects, media and fans. We're all guilty. We're going to automatically now say – 
that Seelovs is going to be Demko's backup next year. It's just the way it goes. We, well, that, we, that, what, what's wrong with saying no, that? No, but it, it, at least people are interested. Yeah, there's there's no question. But there's a couple things here, Don. Well, Spencer Martin, that that ghost maybe is uh, well, he's still in the still in the organization, but that didn't work out last year. Yeah, and it, they did the backup uh, to Demko last year by committee. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they do the backup to Demko again by committee. The guy's going to have to go in there and play uh, the backup role. We'll have to wait and see. And, and, and what's the situation with Colin Delia, who's a UFA? Uh, will be a UFA. There's been no contact with his agent, so uh, I, I don't know what's going to They signed that goalie from Sweden, Donnie. So they've got four goalies signed for next year. And with the with the way Silovs is going, maybe uh, they cut Delia loose. Scott Niedemeyer won a World Hockey Championship oh. or, uh, with, with uh, a ton uh, of Team Canada. He's going to join us uh, just after 11 o'clock in the second segment of the 11 o'clock hour, so around yeah. 11.15 uh, or so. We got uh, Scott on the show today because uh, just the, the list of accomplishments oh, that uh, w- w- with Scott Niedemeyer, Stanley Cups, uh, uh, World Championships, World Memorial Junior Cups. Championships, m- Memorial Cups, uh Olympic gold just goes on and on, on and, and on. on on top of the individual uh, awards. But Memorial Cup starts today in, in Kamloops with the Blazers uh, taking on Quebec. And, uh, again, Scotty's going to uh, join us just after 11 o'clock, around, around 11.15. And, to me, you can look at all his individual awards yep. and what his teams did. I think one of the the thing that tells me – more than anything, or as much as anything, about what a great hockey player Scott Niedermeyer was. Yeah, Canada wins gold in 2002 yes. in Salt Lake. Salt Lake, City. remember that? They win gold in 2010 in Vancouver, yeah. thanks in large part to what Scott Niedermeyer was doing on the blue line. In 06, they didn't come close. No, Scott was injured, I believe, he wasn't was able to take part in that tournament. And after the tournament Tell was over, something. and it was a, it was a disappointment. Uh, you know, they basically went with the same roster that they had in O two, and that, this was in Italy, and it didn't yep. it didn't work out. That probably was a mistake. It was an older roster, but Scott Niedermeyer wasn't there. He was and there. I, t- to me, and, and a lot of people after the tournament, saying, "Look, if that guy's there, things are different, different. For, for Canada." That's how like, good like, he was. What a compliment that that was to Scott Niedermeyer. And uh, the former Kamloops Blazer defenseman is going to uh, join us at around eleven uh, fifteen. What what a player! What a player! Uh, one of the greatest skaters in all time. Effortless, effortless stride, and he just uh, you know. And Donnie, his at uh, the first uh, Memorial Cup for Kamloops ninety two in Seattle, mm. and it was him that sent Zach Boyer on that breakaway against uh, Ted Nolan, Sault Ste. Marie uh, Greyhounds. They won it in the final 15 seconds, last 20 seconds. Kamloops, Don Hay, Tom Rennie. What a run that five years they had in Kamloops. Ken Hitchcock was there as well. Ken Hitchcock, Tom Rennie, Don Hay. uh, It's just a factory for head coaches. What a great five years in Kamloops. And tonight... They take on Patrick Waz, Quebec Remparts. We'll be watching uh, Game 1 of the Memorial Cup. All the best to everybody, all, all the teams and everybody organizing things up in uh, the tournament capital of Canada, yeah. uh, Kamloops. Uh, the other thing I remember about Scott Niedermeyer is a story that Ray Ferraro uh, tells yeah. about him working at a hockey camp in the Okanagan. Yeah. And uh, he's, in, I guess, in the NHL at the time, and he sees these, these two kids, and like right off the bat, these guys are going to the NHL. Yeah, they're going to the NHL. <laughs> like, like at a very young age NHL. at a hockey school in the Okanagan. It's like, wow. Yeah. Uh, so right right off the bat uh, with uh, with the Niedermeyers. And again, uh, Scott will uh, join us uh, later on. Okay. Um, 
Let's get to the poll question because yeah. it is Scott Niedermeyer related. It's the Bet99.net poll question. Every game begins at Bet99.net. Rick. All right, here we go. The Bet99.net poll question. Scott Niedermeyer is uh, on the show today. Who is the best BC-born NHL player of all time? Wow. Joe Sackick. Whopping lead. Uh, 76% Donnie. Cam Neely's in there. Mark Recchi, Scott Niedermeyer. Uh Joe Sackett leading the way. I, I I don't know. Like I mean, for See, me, Niedermeyer's a whole is, lot higher than that. This is one of those examples where we come up with something, and Ryan doesn't listen to us. No, he doesn't listen because if you say BC born, we're going to get some people. And how are you, by the way? Yeah. Other than me ripping into you seconds ago. You. Yeah. S- this is what you told. What did you want then? Well, I BC bred maybe <laughs> because BC born. Yeah, some people are We're already say, getting people saying where Steve Eiserman. Yeah. Steve Eiserman. Steve Eiserman was born. Mm-hmm. B, BC raised would be better. Yeah. Okay. He was born well, in no, Ottawa. It, cause, because yeah, because no, Eiserman no. was raised in Nepean, I yeah. believe, yes. the Ottawa yes. area. Yes. But born in Cranbrook. Yeah. Cranbrook. He, right? uh, Steve Eiserman born in Cranbrook. You see, that, that, that's why. Well, this is like uh, we recently Kelsey and I watched the Michael J. Fox documentary. Yeah, he's born in Edmonton. Because I, I had a beef because they don't talk about Burnaby really at all in the documentary. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's disappointing. Well, he's sticking up for my hometown. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. And, and she that. goes, well, he's born in Edmonton. And I go, yeah, and I'm born in Burnaby, but I'm from Surrey in Fleetwood. Like, it's not – that's well, the thing with the eyes. So you're agreeing with me. Well, so do we have to change like, the poll? Within the first line of Eiserman's bio on Wiki, it talks about how Nepean yeah, and Yeah, but that, if you say BC born – People understand should be on the list. So you want me to pull it down? Because then that's 132 people we lose. uh, Eiserman played in Peterborough. He he clearly left British Columbia and went back east. But the question is, BC born? Yeah. Why can't you admit that maybe you know? Because I did a mistake. Why can't you admit that maybe you made a mistake? We sure I did not say BC born. Yeah. This is what we go through before the show. Dolly, well, it's too busy chaos, coming up chaos with the, before the show. The chaos. scoop about that player that's got oh, two goals. In the, what uh, is his name again? Uh, Arvid Kosmar. Anyways, Where did he uh, play? Why is Niedermeyer not higher on this poll? Because like, defensemen I mean, don't get respect. I, what what well, does Niedermeyer have what it to is. do? He's won five. You know, we talk about Marcel Dion played 16 years, Don. He never touched the uh, never. He wasn't born in BC. I know, but I'm just saying. Look at the amount of winning Scott Niedermeyer did in his life. Unbelievable. Every level. I'm not totally surprised uh, with this. Um, I think most people regard Joe Sackick as, as, as the greatest BC player. Yeah. But you're right. That may, Maybe... I mean, well, no, no, there is an argument for Scott Niedermeyer. Different players, different different positions. Yeah. Are you at all surprised about Recky? Because I'm not. Well, no, because and I'll tell you why. 2011. And and, and here's another thing that where you didn't listen to me. <laughs> Cliff Ronning should be on this list. Cliff Ronning from Burnaby. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, because Mark Recky ripped into the Canucks in 2011. There it That's is. it. That's why Recky was getting the cockiest it. team we've ever yeah. uh, I've ever seen in my in my life. Yeah. And I don't think he uh, gained a lot of support in, in 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 his home province doing that. Right. And Ryan, Even I, though his, his his career was amazing. I asked for Paul Korea. Oh my there. God! How is Paul Korea not in? <laughs> is there anything about this poll question you guys enjoy? But I asked for Paul Korea. I think he needs to strip it down. Yeah. yeah, I think I, you got to redo you, it. Uh, you want me to put Korea instead of Recky? Yeah, but uh, I think Korea's got to go in. <laughs> Recky's got to go out. And by Cliff the way, Ronning, come on, North Burnaby. Yeah, Donnie, I'm sorry. 
Cliff is an amazing Vancouver Canuck friend of the show. Alumni, friend of the show, friend of yours. I understand all that. Hey, but he's not like hey. is he is he top ten? Speaking of friends of the show. Where's Ferraro on this list? Yeah, well, yeah. My phone's. Hey. I'm gonna get an angry oh, text. You're, you're in trouble now, buddy. Yeah. Where's Glenn Anderson? Yeah. Was we don't have room for and, four. Well, anybody better to watch yet, than Glenn Anderson? And yet another Burnaby guy, Glenn Anderson. Ryan Walter should be on the list. Oh my Ryan god. Ryan Walter, my good pal, he should be on the list. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. For Ryan people Nugent. who don't know, uh, uh, um, we only have room for four. Uh, Derek suggested one. Carey Price. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you forget about goaltenders. There's a lot of talent there. Greg Adams. Greg Adams. We, we get Trevor Linden. But you know what? It wouldn't matter because Joe would run away. Uh, the Cortinal brothers. You and think I so? Can't, I, yeah, I can't really explain why, and this is nothing against Joe for you know one, one second, why the lead is so great between Sackick and Niedermeyer. Yeah, I don't get yeah, it. I, I don't get that. I, uh, Scott Niedermeyer to me. Now, okay, let me ask you this. Point totals, the point totals would be the reason. Okay, yeah. that, that, would, that would be my first shot at an explanation. Okay, what is it also because Niedermeyer won three cups with the Devils, who, let's be honest, were a very boring hockey team? Well, Could be. Right? I mean, yeah. they lose points because of style. They won, sure, but, you know, yeah. you, you bring it up all the time, Donnie, with the West Coast Express era. They were playing and, sexy, hockey. sexy hockey at a time with the dead puck, and that's where... Niedermeyer and the Devils are winning a lot. That's of not them. his fault. No, no, and, and exactly. He'll, he'll, he'll tell you he, he was held back. Yeah, but, but I mean they were successful, so it was hard to argue. Uh, but he, his game, he, he, his yeah. his game couldn't blossom effectively right. with the Devils. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He should be higher. There's no question in my mind. So, uh, am I pulling this down? Because now we're up to 160. Uh, yeah, keep it up. We're going to make bit. everybody that's voted so far. Well, Paul Korea, you're going to uh, piss off a lot of Paul Korea fans. Nobody. The only Who's person. Suge- the only person so far that we're getting ripped at all for is is there? Eiserman. It's the only one. Because you put BC Born in there. Well, yeah, no, no. And, even if I put BC Race, people aren't understanding. They're not. They're, they don't. For some reason, so they're now oh, you now you're I'm criticizing our audience, I'm our customers. The people, yeah. Howard by the dog. We forgot Connor Bedard. Little early, probably for that. Yeah, uh, you can't put Connor <laughs> little, Bedard in there. He's seventeen years old, Ryan. He's kidding. He's having fun. I know. I played with and against some beer league guys at uh, the old Far Rinks. They should be on there. As a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How are we doing here? Good. good. Oh, really good. A lot of love for Carey Price and also Shea Weber. That's another name we haven't. Brought oh, up Shea yet. Weber. Yeah. Oh. So what? What have we decided on here? Are we gonna nothing? Take it down. Courthouse. <laughs> 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 this is the worst segment we've had on. That. That's saying something. Hey, what about Aiden Hill? Yeah. Hey, what about Travis but, but Green? Again, stop. Aiden, st- Travis Green played 900-plus games oh, in the NHL. Enough, enough of your buddies there. Yeah, and he won't come on this show. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah there's a your, reason your, why. Your good buddy keeps saying no to us. Yeah, there's a reason why. Now, Darcy a- Aiden Hill, now let me make this, uh, let me make this uh, clear here. Aiden Hill, born in Comox. You didn't have this. You, you missed this uh, wreck yesterday. Born in Comox, raised in Calgary. Oh, yeah, he looks really good, by the way. I know they lost uh, Aiden, last uh, night. Former Portland Winterhawk. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Oh, uh, one last name. You know what? It... Okay, can I explain <laughs> what's oh, happening? Oh, one last name. Now, hold yeah, on yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you get to it, let me explain what's happening here. Is that people are coming up with suggestions <laughs> in Delaney's okay tiring Langley inbox. It's going nuts. It doesn't matter who you suggest. Rick's going to mention it. So let me get one final, away, folks. one final name in. Go. My pal. My uh, Barry Beck. Barry Beck, New West Bruins. Okay. Hey. Ryan, are you serious? 
Are Rick, you, you going to shake your head at Barry Beck? The, the question four. is best BC-born NHL player I don't all care. time. Barry Beck, your was, good pals. Barry Beck was awesome. Uh, Queens Park, New West Bruins, Donnie knows it. You don't know the, the, the Bruins yeah. back in the day, Ryan. Barry well, Beck I was great. One, I love Barry Beck. The one reason, uh, Doug Litzter, another suggestion coming in, uh, the one reason Barry Beck should be on the list yeah. is because he uh, is an alumni of P&E minor hockey, where only the greatest hockey players on the planet uh, Say played, that their, again? played their minor, minor hockey. P&E, Pacific National Exhibition. What are you the talking P&E about? The P&E used to have a minor hockey association. Oh, I didn't know that. that and a lot of us. Was uh, it the form? Yeah. It was unbelievable. I, I, so I, I grew up in North Burnaby, but we were next door to East Fan. A, a lot of us ended up playing not for Burnaby Minor or Burnaby Winter Club. P&E. We played for P&E. And the catch was, the, the draw was that every once in a while, once or twice a season, you got to play at the Coliseum. Oh, wow. So off to the p e we went. So like you and like lesson. 50 adults yeah. in the big Coliseum? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, our, our, the, be or whatever it is. Yeah, no, no, well. I know, I know. But yeah. still. But it was kind of cool. That is cool. And, and, and that I was is. actually where I, where I lived was, I believe, closer to the forum than it what was great the story. Burnaby Lake Arena. That would Barry be a trip. Bubba Beck, Ryan. Right, so Barry Bubba Beck. Barry Beck uh, played his minor <laughs> hockey there. Dwayne Loudermilk, too, I think. You can't there. shake your head like that, uh, Ryan, when I say Barry Beck. You hey, can't do he's that. One of your That's buddies. not right. I don't and I, uh, they changed their name, p e Minor Hockey, and eventually it, it moved over to the Agrodome to Hastings Minor Hockey, and I'm pretty sure Milan Lucic played there as well. And now they're the Vancouver Spirit. Yeah, or Storm. It's probably gone on long enough with the uh, p e hockey history here. There was an NHL playoff game last night. Did I mention that? <laughs> Stars beating Vegas 3-2 in overtime. We'll delve into that later. Uh, DTMZ, is it just me? Next hour, Scott Niedemeyer around uh, 11.15 or so. Bill Lindsay, former Panther, who's now a Panthers analyst. They're off to the Stanley Cup final. He's going to join us just after 11 o'clock. Big ride. Twitter guy coming up later this hour. And up next, Thomas Dratz from The Athletic. Thanks for tuning in, uh, folks. We're in the Paul Carson studio. Donnie and Dolly, the team. On check. Donnie and Dolly, the team is supported by ableauctions.ca. Closing your business, we can help. We're in the process of changing the poll question. <laughs> Scott Niedemeyer was born in Edmonton, wasn't he? He was. But he grew up in Cranbrook. So you, you, we, you jumped the gun... With that poll question, without consulting, absolutely, Rick and I, yeah, and and Paul Korea should be in there. Paul Korea from North Van, well, one of the all time greatest. It should be uh, uh, Ronnie. Um, yeah. By the way, I said Dwayne Loudermilk. I'm, I'm getting my great Lower Mainland athletes uh, mixed up. Played at Peony Minor Hockey. I met. Minor I don't hockey. know why I mixed these two uh, gentlemen up. Mike Perovich. Okay. I don't know if you. I believe he was a draft pick of the Calgary Flames. All right. I, I played lacrosse against them. Great, great athlete. Uh, May Day, uh, as we wait for, uh, as we uh, hook up with Thomas Drance, here's our next guest. It's uh, May Days at Passant Motors. All of our guests today brought to you by Passant. Huge promotions, greatest selection. Check out why Passant Motors is consistently the number one rated dealer in the lower mainland. Visit them online at passantmotors.com. Thomas Drance, BC born and bred, if one I'm, of the I'm not mistaken. Uh, from the uh, Athletic, he joins us now, as always, on a Friday. How are you, sir? You're not mistaken from the mean streets of Carisdale. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Carisdale <clears throat> produced a hockey player or, or two, if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, yeah, well, and, uh, in the 2023 NHL entry draft, Andrew Crystal, who may go in the first round, Kara's Dale Born and Bread. Oh, yeah. wow. There you nice. Go. There, there's, a, there's somebody else out there, and the name is escaping me uh, right now. I'll get back to you on that, uh, on that uh, Thomas. Um, what do you make of all the one-goal victories in, in, in these playoffs, including last night Dallas beating uh, Vegas in overtime 3-2? It's a hard time of year to win, and the games are close. You know, you look at teams, though, that win one-goal games, and over large samples, like if this were the regular season, right, you'd say, hey, that might be a concern. It might regress. But obviously, you don't have a lot of time at this point. Like, the Florida Panthers are 9-2 and two in one-goal games to this point. Obviously, every single game they beat the Hurricanes in was a one-goal game. And, you know, as much as we like to think, like, that a team has the capability to elevate their game when the chips are down and the, and the tensions up, like typically speaking, teams don't repeat um, that skill year over year. Like a team with a really good record in one goal games, one year is unlikely to do it again. And it's one of the things, you know, certainly I look at when trying to analyze team quality and target them for aggression. But when you only need four more wins, you know, there's not enough time for aggression. You've punched your ticket. You've given yourself a chance to win the cup. Um, one other team that excelled in one goal games was the 2007 Anaheim Ducks. They went 12 and two. But when you have Chris Pronger and your and your uh, guest Scott Niedermeyer on the blue line, you know I look at that and think, hey, that might be legit. That team might just have been impossible to score against. Um, you know, I don't know that I feel the same way about the Florida Panthers. I, it almost feels a little bit more like the 2003 Anaheim Ducks, right? The team that. Uh, got those scintillating performances from J.S. Jaguar uh, right through the Western Conference Final. Uh, they were 12-1 and in one-goal games, uh, fell short ultimately in the Stanley Cup Final. But, um, you know, that th- th- for me anyway, one-goal games, that's just a sign of how hard it is to win at this time of year. And, and by the time you get to overtime, truly, you're talking about a coin flip. Thomas uh, Arthur Silovs, uh, your thoughts on just obviously a great uh, World Hockey Championships. Does his play alter the views of the Canucks in terms of the backup for Demko next year at all? I, it shouldn't, right? Like, it yeah. shouldn't. Because yeah. for me, the better Arthur Silovs plays, the higher your regard for him yeah. as, like, a potential future NHL player and maybe an impact player, maybe a starter – yeah. Like the more you think of him that way, I think the more important it becomes that he gets 50 plus games next season, regardless of what level he gets those games at. Right, Rick? Yeah. So it's like the the better he plays, it's almost more important that he start in the AHL as opposed to being your NHL backup. Here's what I do think it gives the Canucks. Like one thing that's excellent about Arthur Silov's uh, emergence as as a realistic option at the NHL level. And it's not just the world's uh, his performance at the world's that has put him in that conversation. It's his performance in the NHL. It's his performance in the American league, right? Like this is a goalie who's tracking uh, in a very positive way and looks like he's on the precipice of, of being capable of playing real NHL games for this team. I, I think one advantage they have with that is he's also waiver exempt. Like he can go up and down with no problem. And the Canucks now have a, a an American league affiliate locally in Abbotsford. Um, So one thing I sort of think about is, you know, we know they don't have money to spend on the backup position, right? We know they can't afford to bring in a more veteran backup. 
Um, we know that Thatcher Demko's gotten injured in both of the two years that he's been this team's bona fide starter, and that realistically playing him a more moderate uh, amount of games is going to be in this club's best interest, particularly if you want him to get hot in the playoffs, right? If you want him to go into the tournament with, with his best chance, like you, you really do need to keep him below 60 games in my view. Yeah. So how do you get, you know, 25-ish, at least league average, say, percentage games in a world where you're not willing to spend on a backup and where, you know, clearly this organization, like, I mean, Spencer Martin lost his backup job to Colin Delia, even though he finished the season strong with some really good performances down in Abbotsford and into the playoffs. So, you know, one thing I sort of think they could consider is what the Carolina Hurricanes did with uh, Peter, Peter uh, Kachetkov. Uh, a Dan Milstein client in Carolina, he he played 25-ish games in both the American League and the NHL last season. So he was kind of um, an AHL starter, but when Frederick Anderson got hurt, they brought him up to the NHL and gave him a chance to run with the ball. With with a player like Silovs, considering his, his waiver status, when the team's home, for example, he could easily come up and give them an NHL game if they're facing a back-to-back situation or something like that. Uh, if Demko gets hurt, they could turn to Seelovs in relief as opposed to turning to Spencer Martin. But when you go on the road and when you're just sort of spelling Demko normally, it could be Spencer Martin. So I would say, you know, the Canucks are positioned to use Seelovs not as a backup, but as like a 2B right? Where, where he'd split backup duties with Spencer Martin, but potentially be the guy they turn to in the event of an injury, in the event that you need a backup to step up and be like a starter for a three or four week stretch. Meanwhile, he could be your sort of number one down in Abbotsford. I think he could effectively do both. Um, and that would be how I'd approach it if I were the Canucks. And, and so what does his performance at the Worlds mean? I think it should give this team a lot more confidence in their ability to cobble together what they need from the backup goalie position between Seelovs and Spencer Martin. Yeah, they might have to do by committee like last year, uh, Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Thomas, uh, you're, you're, we haven't talked to you since uh, Vitelli uh, Kratsov signed in Russia, two-year deal. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, and this is honestly one of the things that got me into the business, boys. Like when I was a fan in 2011, and the Canucks won the first two games and they were, remember, one goal victories. <laughs> and everyone was like, well, it's over. The Canucks are going to win. And I was watching these games and I'm like, man, the Canucks have not looked as much better than the Bruins as I thought. And then they get blown out twice in Boston. Everyone's like, well, that's it. They're not going to win. And I was like, no, they're they're still the better team. Like they're in with a shot. They win. I mean, you know how the sort of um, pendulum swings in a playoff series. And one thing that I remember thinking as a fan was like, I want analysis that comes down the middle here, right? Like I want analysis that's not overreacting. And and Vitaly Kratsov for me is like a reminder of that because, you know, he was acquired and, and the conversation was like, he could be a steal, right? And I was always like, I don't know about that. I think I think this is effectively like a waiver claim that, you know, they, they paid a small price, a, a deliriously small price. The price was right. Um, in order to take a shot, effectively jump the waiver queue and keep him from going to like an Arizona or a Detroit. Um, and then he came and, you know, he looked like a waiver claim. Like he he didn't play well. He did, didn't have the work rate, I think, to really fit in with what Rick Tockett wants to do. Um, you know, I don't even know that the high-end skill showed very often. There were occasional flashes. The physical game was here and there. Uh, you saw him throw a hit, every, you know, every once once every 10 games, and you thought, hey, you know, if that, if that was consistent, there might be something. 
And then he goes to the KHL and some of the analysis is like, well, they gave up assets again for nothing. And it's like, no, no, no. They gave up assets to get the first look at this guy. And, you know, they they weren't super impressed with what they saw. That's fine. They paid they pay nothing like the, the price was so meager that it was well worth the roll of the dice. Even though I wasn't a huge fan of the player, I could recognize that the cost was effectively fine. And his departure to the KHL provided that the club qualifies him and, and retains their rights, which I know you've reported is, is likely to happen, Rick. Yeah. Um, you know, that's fine too. Then if he pops in the, the KHL, maybe you have an asset or at least you have first dibs on, on a player who might, you know, have one of those Triamkin, Anton, Rodin style glow ups uh, after their North American experience goes poorly. So, you know, for me, it's just like a no harm, no foul situation from a Canucks perspective. And if you're going to make these sorts of like age gap gambles on guys, I'd far rather you do it on a player like Kratsov than on players like Dermot, Bear, um, you know, uh, who's the other guy they brought in? Studnika, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of those uh, Riley Stillman, some of those players that they've brought in who've come attached to real costs, right? Second, third, fifth round picks. Uh, because for those players, I mean, first of all, you're paying, you know, a fair bit up front in draft capital, which I don't think this club can afford uh, to pay for, to be totally honest, uh, at least not to bolster their short term. But also, you know, and, and we're seeing it with Bear, we'll see it with Philip Peronic too a year from now. You know, if those players hit, if they help your team, they immediately get really pricey. Right. Like they're, they're immediately expensive. And that's sort of one of the things that this club's going to have difficulty navigating here, particularly given that they don't have a ton of cap space and particularly given that they're going to have to give some key players raises in the in the very near future. Elias Pettersson cheap among them. But now, you know, you sort of throw Bear into that list this summer as a result of, of that deal. And you'll throw Heronic into the mix, too, a year from now. Dave Heinmarch. From the K- Caresdale uh, Dunbar area, oh wow, a real significant player in NHL history. Well, I'll talk about that uh, in the next segment or later on uh, today. Thomas, thanks for this. We'll talk to you next uh, Friday. Sounds good. Thanks, boys. Enjoy your conversation with Scott. Yes, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Thomas. Trans from uh, the Athletic. We didn't get into uh, the Florida Panthers with Thomas. He used to work for them. He used to work. So for we'll them. do that uh, next yeah. Friday and what the Panthers' success means uh, for hockey in the, the state of Florida or in that area of Florida business. All right, here we go. Uh, the wildfire season upon us. Make sure your staff and crew are up to date with the latest quality training to be safe in the forest. If your projects are located in or near the woods or you are looking to help in the efforts on the front lines this year, you require the basic S100 course from Claw Dog Consulting serving the Okanagan, Lower Mainland, Vancouver Island, and surrounding communities for all the industry and wildfire suppression crew training needs. Claw Dog Consulting has got you covered. Online refreshers, in-person deliveries. Now visit clawdogconsulting.ca to keep your crews out of harm's way. What an important business uh, oh. in this country, especially at this time so important. of year. We've revamped the poll question. Yeah. <laughs> we'll introduce the revamped uh, poll question uh, next. Uh, Donnie and Dolly, the team, on check. Able Auction specializes in helping British Columbia-based business owners close their business and sell their assets in a timely, orderly manner. Online events for everything from machine shop and manufacturing auctions to industrial equipment, retail inventories, or any other type of business assets, Able Auctions can help. For a free confidential consultation, 
on getting your business assets sold, please email sales at ableauctions.ca. That's sales at ableauctions.ca. Mmm. Oh. Remember this? Oh, sure I do. And? It's good. It's good. It's Martha the Muffins. Echo Beach. Echo Beach. There you go. Absolutely. Underrated tune. Late 70s, early uh, 80s. They're beautiful. Good stuff. Uh, they're an Ontario band. Our poll question today is focusing on oh, BC, BC hockey players. A uh, huge error by Ryan Henderson setting uh, up the uh, poll question. Not surprised. Uh, initially, we've revamped it. We had BC-born players. Let's see what Ryan has come up uh, with. It's the bet99.net poll question. And we've re- reworded it. Okay? Rock and roll. All right, let's go. Uh, the revised bet99.net poll question. Scott Niedemeyer is on with us today. Who's the best BC-raised NHL player of all time? Oh, Joe Sackick still leading by a huge number, 71%. I don't like this. Scott Niedemeyer comes in at 17. Cam Neely, Paul Korea. Paul Korea. I'm just kidding, Ryan. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You put Paul Korea in instead hey. of Mark Rickey. I cannot believe. And folks, thanks so much for for caring uh, about uh, caring maybe too much about the caring's one word <laughs> net poll question. You know, we've got a lot of uh, votes for old school John Ferguson. John Ferguson. When I, when I was a kid growing up, go ahead. One of the best. Hit me with the sound of John effect. Korea in 1950. He's the only BC player playing in the National Hockey League. What do you John five? Ferguson from East Vancouver. East Vancouver. I think guy. he might have played PD minor hockey. Tough East Van guy. Yeah. And, 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 but he scored the odd goal as well. And the other thing with John Ferguson, assistant coach for Team Canada in 1972, went on to uh, help out the uh, Jets and the, and the, and the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, but a uh, great player with the Montreal Canadiens. Multiple uh, Stanley Cup champion. The only you know BC guy that I can remember growing up. Tommy McVie, too, uh, way, way back in the day. You you had some other people that are getting votes. Uh, as Rod well. Brindamore, yeah. we we didn't mention Rod well, Brindamore. J- I know Jamie's going through a negative time uh, right now. Yeah, the Stars won last night, but Jamie Band getting some right in votes as well. Uh, as, uh, Courtnell Brothers, we mentioned. Yeah, but I uh, the Courtnell Brothers uh, brothers were great. Uh, they should be on that list. There's yeah. a ton of BC. British Columbia's done well over the years. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about it back in the day, uh, I, I'm pretty sure oh. there wasn't a lot of, you know, outdoor. But that was where a lot of players got good back. Bobby Yarb will tell you this. You know, they played outdoors. That wasn't always always the case in, in, in Vancouver. Well, one more uh, along. Uh, you will remember. I will, Danny Gare. Mm-hmm. Danny Gare was great. Uh I really liked him a lot growing up in Buffalo, the great years there. He uh, Was he trail? I think he was from trail. But Danny Gare was a great player in the NHL, too. Yeah, and there's there's a relation between Danny Gare and Tom Rennie. Tom Rennie, they're, uh, uh, they're, they're related. Okay, uh, you got some business, right? Right? Okay. Yep. All right. Hey, golf enthusiasts, are you looking for a unique way to spice up your next event? Check out the Dividend, Vancouver's top-rated mobile golf simulator. Dividend brings the excitement of the game right up to you. Cutting-edge technology, all-weather setup. Here's the best part. They take care of everything. The setup, they take it down so you can focus on having fun with your friends in the backyard, colleagues. You know, look at that. That beautiful, look at that backyard. That's what you want. You got a cooler, some Budweiser going. It's it's a beautiful book now. Might not help you in the dividend, (laughs) right? Well, well, we've all had a few. I've got a friend who plays better when when he's had a few. I I, I, honest to God. I I, I mean I've done that. I, yeah. I played better after a few, bud. 
Mm. I play. I don't know what it is. Looses, it gets you loosey goosey, right? Anyway, so uh, that you, book. You don't care as much. I think that's the key, right? It's one of the keys yeah. to golf. I think. Yeah, you, you it's know? all mental. The it's the hardest off. mental sport in the world. Golf. Book now at thedividend.com or email them at coming the coming up with a decent poll question is the hardest part sport oh, in the world. Uh, yeah, and we, we had to revise it twice today. Dividend at gmail.com. Great guys, beautiful stuff. Uh, Donnie Dolly presented by Able Auctions on Monday. Able will sell a large inventory of brand new Ooh. restaurant equipment. You're excited about this, Rick, I know. Oh. Refrigeration, ovens, coffee equipment, mixers, even a full-service food truck, and a lot more all sold to the highest bidder on Monday. For information on this massive restaurant auction or other auctions, go to ableauctions.ca. You buy yourself an oven, make yourself a pie. We had uh, some numbers yesterday from Jeremy about the dinosaurs and the talking tree and yeah. what they sold for. Yeah. The we talking tree we sold for five grand. It. No, we didn't talk no, we about didn't, it. We oh, we didn't. No. Okay, twenty thousand for the T Rex. Oh my! God. Somebody paid twenty grand for a T Rex dinosaur. Yeah, ten grand for the train. Son. Oh, yeah, animatronic dinosaur, not an actual T Rex. No, I know that. Imagine Johnny. what that would go for. <laughs> the train went for twenty grand. Ten. And the talking tree. Five. Wow. And I thought the low point was two segments ago. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. yeah. So, so this T Rex went. Yeah. That went for twenty grand. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Oh, jeez. What? <laughs> no. What's that? Parasophilus, Stegosaurus. Yeah. These guys all going for big bucks. Donnie. <laughs> People love this stuff. A trip through time with Rick Dalywalt. Uh, raptors. Look at that. That's it. The tree. That the talking tree. Five yeah, grand. That, that ain't getting anywhere Donnie. near my backyard. Five grand for that talking tree. Love it. To get your business assets sold at auction, email sales at ableauctions.ca. Sales at ableauctions.ca. Okay, I mentioned Dave Hindmarsh. Okay? Yeah, you, you did mention Being him. from the Caresdale, Dunbar area, yeah. we, we brought him up because Thomas Drantz on the show last segment, right? Yep. And uh, Thomas is from that part of Vancouver. Uh, and I mentioned that and it took me a while to come up with his name, I mentioned Dave Hindmarch being a real significant player in NHL history. Not a long career, but back in 1983, December 83, yeah. game at the Coliseum. This was back in the day, and this, is, this seems completely archa- archaic. Yep. Do you remember them pegging in the goalposts? Yes, I do remember Like that. they were solid. You couldn't, yeah, you, you couldn't move them. You right? go crashing in, yeah. they're not moving. Yeah, they were, they were sta- stationary. Yeah. That changed because of Dave Hindmarch. Oh, he uh, slid into the goalposts uh, at the Coliseum. He was playing for the Flames, even though he, he was from Vancouver. I remember his name now, yep. Blew out both his knees. Oh. That was the end of his career. Unreal. And they changed things. They went to the the the, mag- the magnets for a, a yep, while. Yeah, the magnets came in. And then you see the spikes that you have yep. you have now. Much more safe. Much you know, makes a whole lot more uh, sense. All because uh, of him. Well, I'm sure there were other well, incidents a, that we, part of it. we that weren't as well publicized. But that was a big big deal back then. That that was a big story. Yeah, and unfortunately for him. Uh, Dave Hindmarch, his career got cut short. Oh, well, I think it ended. I think that that, that was the that. end of it. Yeah. At the Coliseum. Yeah, real, real unfortunate uh, incident. So uh, when Thomas said he couldn't remember a whole lot of players from that uh, Caresdale Dunbar area, yeah. and I struggled to think of who it was, but it was Dave Heimarch who I was thinking of. He used to play with a team, a junior team, that played out of Caresdale Arena oh, wow. called the Caresdale Couriers. Okay. Do you remember them? No. No. Named after junior A or Junior paper. B? I, I think it was Junior B, I, yeah. I, I want to say. Yeah. We're going through all sorts of uh, trips down memory lane that's today, a, P&E, a, minor hockey. Yeah. But, it's uh, great, though. That's, that's the kind of day it is, I guess. 
Uh, lots of fun. But I, I do, I do want to say this, too, getting back to an earlier conversation. John Ferguson not only was a great hockey player, he was also a tremendous lacrosse player. Oh, yes. My brother played pro lacrosse for the Montreal Quebecois. Wow. Back in the first go-around of the National Lacrosse League, his head coach was John Ferguson. John Ferguson, who went on to be a good GM in the NHL, and, and, and his John, son still works in the John NHL. was known for, the late, great uh, John Ferguson, John was known for his temper. If you watched the yep. NHL back then, you know about that. Tough. My brother, who's also a leftist, used to tell a story about John telling the players, he was mad at the referee, told the players to get off the bench, picked up the bench and threw it on the floor. <laughs> He, he, he got the official's attention. Uh, God rest his soul. Yep. All right. Um, Big Ride, the Twitter guy. Next, Donnie and Dolly, the team. On check. Born in Burnaby, raised in Surrey. Big Ride, the Twitter guy. <laughs> Big Ride, the Twitter guy and Donnie and Dolly are sponsored in part by the Saratoga Motorsports Park, home of Saratoga Speedway on the island. Late model 100 lap shootout is happening this weekend at Saratoga Speedway. LD Industry late models, Jet FM street stocks, and more. Adult tickets are 20 bucks. Youth are 15. Get all the details at saratogaracing.ca. Saratoga Speedway. Fueling excitement since 1969. Last night, stars staving off elimination in overtime against the Golden Knights. Uh, Joe Pavelski. He is the he's the oldest skater now in NHL history, thirty eight, to score an overtime goal, thirty eight and three hundred and eighteen days, uh, to score an overtime goal in an elimination game. The previous record was Chris Kunitz, thirty seven years, two hundred forty one days with Pittsburgh in Game Seven of the twenty seventeen Conference Final. They scored early on last night. The Knights did to go up one nothing, and I thought, whoa, here we go again. You know, the, 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 the Stars have run out of gas, clearly, and this is not going to go well. But they rebounded nicely, forcing it to an overtime. Uh, this goal was Jason not... Robertson woke up. Jason yeah. Robertson did wake up, He's for sure. better. Yeah. I think it, probably his best game of the playoffs yeah. last night. Uh, this goal was not on Aiden Hill at all, but Joe Pavelski potting yet another one. And now he is officially the current leader in terms of active skaters with the most playoff goals. He is now past... Um, Alex Ovechkin for sole possession mm-hmm. on the list of most among hey, active. You wouldn't. Skaters. You wouldn't have guessed that. You would. You not would not have guessed that. Although no. consistently in the playoffs, hasn't won he's a Stanley great. Cup. Yeah, but still, I mean, like, like so he's 70, 73 playoff goals is the most among active skaters. Uh, he's now, by the way, uh, fifth on the list when it comes to most power play goals in Stanley Cup playoff history as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Hall leads that with thirty eight. But I, I just never would have guessed like. Because maybe I maybe because I don't link the San Jose Sharks with a ton of deep playoff runs, I never would have guessed that he would have been right in that neighborhood of Crosby and Ovechkin. You know, I just just never would have come to me. And now he's the leader in terms of active skaters with playoff goals. So they head back to uh, Vegas for game number uh, five, five yeah. tomorrow night. And the NHL announcing yesterday, by the way, that if this series is wrapped up tomorrow. Um, the Stanley Cup final will move up to I believe it's May the thirty first. Yes, is when the Stanley Cup final will move up, and that's that'll they'll get a jump on the NBA no matter what happens uh, with the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat because the uh, the NBA is not starting until early June. So yeah, um, interesting that there hasn't been a lot of criticism and, and rightfully so uh, towards uh, officiating regarding the last two overtime goals. Yeah, no, right. Uh, I was going to say Kachuk was in overtime, but it, it wasn't. It was. It might as well have been, but it was with you know 
what, 4.9 uh, seconds left. Yeah. The penalties were penalties. Exactly. I mean, the, the high stick. Last night was a high stick, though. Yeah, right, right, right in the face. It was, it was a high stick. Can't, can't I deny think, that. You know, if we go back 20 years ago, I think both those calls would have been heavily criticized. Yep. I mean, well, and there's, there's been enough criticism to go around in this postseason when it comes to missed calls sure. or too many calls or, or, or calls being let go because of certain points of a game or whatever, but you're right. When it's a blatant penalty like that, I don't know what exactly the refs are supposed to do. Despite well, but, well, not that long ago, the whistle would have stayed in yeah. the pocket. Would have stayed in. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, moving on here. Last night, ah! I mentioned it. Ah! The Celtics, they forced a game number six, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, since going up, this is from the Athletics. Since going up three zero in their series, the Miami Heat have lost two games by a combined score of two hundred and twenty six to one hundred and ninety six. Game four, the Celtics won by seventeen. Mm-hmm. Last night, they won by thirteen. So now, the Boston Celtics continue to try and be the first team in NBA history to come back from a three zero deficit. And they've been better on the road than they have been at home throughout these playoffs. Yeah, which bodes well for Game six. Yep. Yep. Uh, the knock on the Celtics, and I don't know what it is. I have no idea if it's the mix in the room or whatever. The knock on the Celtics have been they've arguably the most talented team in the playoffs, but for whatever reason, motivation seems to be a, a factor for them. They just don't get up in games. They just kind of go, meh, whatever. And that's what's happened well, in the series. I wonder series how much respect on. there is for the head coach. Well, yeah, but I mean, he, he has well, he's been younger there. than a lot of the players. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, it was controversial when they hired him. I mean, that's also a trend. Seems to be a bit of a trend in the NBA to have younger head coaches. There's there's been criticism for the coaching staff as a whole because there's been changes made with the coaching staff in Boston, and they haven't filled voids that yeah. those guys left behind. You know, like when Ime Odoka got let go, yeah. uh, now he's in Houston. They they they've moved people around, but they haven't filled. The, the holes that and they, they were left. blindsided by that whole situation. Which it's, is still so it, it's bizarre. It's interesting with Eric Spolster because I remember when LeBron went there and they ended up winning championships. Yeah. It was a stacked roster. Yeah. You know, LeBron managed to man- manufacture himself a, a team there. And I always thought to myself, he was so young. Is, is this guy ready for this, these superstars? He looked very young. Now considered right there with my buddy Popovich, one of the best coaches oh, in, yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. That's what the Celtics are up against. Although the last two games, it's worked out well for them. Yeah. Any thoughts, Rick? What's up? Any thoughts? No, it's a great. You've uh, liked come- Jimmy Butler, right? Great comeback. I was expecting a sweep. <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> if you obviously uh, you'd be interested in this because what? it's um, something out of TMZ, but this whole talk about Jimmy Butler being Michael Jordan's son—you should look that up. Yeah, Michael Jordan. The possibility son. of him being Michael Jordan's son. Yeah, you've seen that. Obviously, I've seen that. Yeah, you've seen the. Uh, that's true. Or Doctor shots of Butler with the bald head. Yeah. Is there a DNA? T- is he going to go on Maury Povich? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's how they need to handle this whole thing. And you are. Well, and what is what is the speaking of Michael Jordan? Is it Scotty Pippen's? Yeah. Scotty Pippen's ex is now going out with Jordan's son. Son. Yeah, I did know that. I, so I'm I'm guessing that. I don't know Come what the timeline now. is with uh, with his, his wife. This days of Scotty. our lives. What, what's going you know, on here? You know, That's messed up. Was he up. in the dressing room at nine, yeah, ten years exactly. old? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, I'm sorry. That's a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Las you Vegas. You can't open up your mind? Yeah. <laughs> Not that far. I'm sorry. That's weird. She probably babysat him at one time. Now you're okay, dating now him? Now you're really going Well, no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah it could, possibility. I don't know. <laughs> 
Okay, it's not maybe Maury's got a double episode on his Maury. head. Here. <laughs> Absolutely, imagine uh, the viewers he'd get. Oh, it'd be huge. It'd be huge. Well, why, why would he have Jordan's son and Pippin on? Pippin's did, wife, uh, ex-wife. What how did mean? Povich get the DNA test done so quick on the show? Like, I don't I, think I he's doing it. I never understood well, that. Well, Springer had actors. Were there actors on Povich as well? I don't know. I'm, I'm Is that all say, real? I'm going to say But he always yes. got the DNA test done around the 45, 50-minute mark of the hour. Well, yeah, they well no, they did it before, Rick. I don't know this stuff. Rick, they don't do it that day. <laughs> I, no, they they test right there. No. Yes. Did no. you ever see that? I watched so, Maury Povich. So Are you, you kidding me? Within the hour. <laughs> you did. Within, Maybe they did. I don't no, know. They, they did. did. I yeah. watched Maury Povich. Are you kidding me? They no, they, they'd submit ah, yeah, the exactly. story yes. and then... Go through the DNA yes. test, and then the big reveal was on television. Yes. Yeah. And on Dateline, it'd take forever to get the DNA test done. <laughs> what? And you ever watch Dateline 2020? No. That, that's my Friday night. Do you ever watch sports? Like, honestly. What are you talking about? I watched Dateline, the game like 2020. Maury Povich. Uh, uh, what's the other one there? Uh, 48 Hours. Good shows. Jerry Springer. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Miami Heat, we are going to head to Florida in one moment, but something did break that we should get in. Uh, an NFL note. DeAndre Hopkins, released oh. by the Arizona Cardinals, star wide receiver, released oh boy. earlier today. And this is interesting because there was all this talk he was going to get traded, and the Cardinals instead are just outright releasing him. He was on a podcast, I believe it was last week, where he stirred things up a bit because he said that, that he listed off the top quarterbacks he'd like to catch a pass from, and it was Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, whatever. No mention of Kyler Murray. Yeah. So. That's the end of that experiment. So they, in get his mo- they get his money to spend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. exactly. So now they he can sign wherever he likes. So we'll see what happens where DeAndre Hopkins uh, decides to go. Uh, coming up next, we talk. Uh, we have a big 11 o'clock hour ahead. 11.15, Scott Niedermeyer is going to join you guys. And uh, coming up next, Bill Lindsay, former yeah. Florida Panther, now Florida Panther analyst. Uh, he joins us to talk about what's happening with the Panthers or the Peas as they're called uh, from uh, Brooks Kepka. Donnie Dolly, the team on check. Friday and all of our guests today are brought to you by Bassant Motors. It's May Day's. May Day, Rick, at Bassant oh. Motors. Huge promotions, greatest. So good. Selection. Uh, Panthers have knocked off the uh, Hurricanes in four straight. They're on to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since uh, 1996, awaiting the winner of the Vegas-Dallas uh, series. We're joined now by former Florida Panthers player, now analyst, Bill Lindsay. Bill, thanks for doing this, sir. How are you? Uh, doing good this afternoon. Everything good there? Everything's yep, good. Uh, we have Scott Niedermeyer on our show today. So our poll question today, oh, wow. greatest BC mm-hmm. Greatest BC players or BC raised players of all time. I'm looking at your Wikipedia page, your Hockey DB page, uh, Bill. Born in Fernie, but you represented the U.S. internationally. How does that work? All my family is from the States. Uh, my mom, my dad, my brother even. I have a brother 17 years older than myself. My dad got transferred from a coal mine in New Mexico up into to Fernie to work there was only supposed to go there for three years my brother being uh, 17 years older than myself he was off to college and instead of just staying for three or four months to, on the transfer up to the coal mine to Fernie my father ended up staying up there for 20 years uh, and so when I was five years old put me on skates not much else to do I'm the only person in my family ever to play hockey and then when, and when they always my dad built a 
summer home in Big Fork, Montana. When World Juniors came around, I, at that time was not good enough yeah. to make to make team to make Team Canada. I wasn't on their radar. I wasn't uh, uh, even mentioned. And uh, Team USA called me up, said if I wanted to be part of it, I'd be more than welcome. And wanted to play in the tournament was my only chance. So played for Team USA there. But hockey in Canada is still my roots. When I see it on the international stage, I still root for Canada. <laughs> I know uh, you are, you've been down in Florida for a long time, rooting for the Panthers, I would imagine. Bill, come on. Is there any chance, any chance, as much as you follow the Panthers and know them inside out, out that you saw this success happening? This, uh, to getting in the playoffs, that was the only challenge. To some, and then Boston, how historically great was Boston going to be in that first round? But you look back, Boston was maybe that good after you see what the Panthers did against the Maple Leafs. And the, and the Hurricanes, you could really see with this Panther team, the first half of the season, they could not get healthy. Talked to Paul Maurice, the coach. He was frustrated. Couldn't get the full bodies on the ice at Christmas time. The flu bug just ripped through the team, just gutted it. And then the last 30 games, Anthony DeClaire gets back. Everyone gets healthy. And you could see what he wanted to do through the neutral zone and the heavy forecheck. I finally looked at the team and said, they have an identity. Uh, I can I can see what he's trying to do with this team, and they became very effective. Second half of the season, they were up there in the standings with the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Carolina Hurricanes, very identical records. So, if you took away that first half, there was an outside chance. But just going against Boston, you thought, "Geez, after that regular season, and us finished thirteenth. So that was the major hurdle and major hump, and. Once you got over that, then I definitely believed. I I did not have the Panthers winning that first round. I, in my honest opinion, I thought Boston was going to win it. They almost did on a breakaway in Game Five, but it didn't happen. The Panthers just clawed inch by inch by inch to get into the playoffs, and everything they've earned now, they've just worked through it by sheer guts and determination. It's been quite amazing to see. Bill uh, Matthew Kachuk, I can't tell you how much fun it's been watching him play. Uh, Carolina, three-game winners, two in overtime, one with four seconds left. Uh, is he getting the recognition in, in Florida that uh, he deserves, Bill? Yep. He's a cult hero. He, he's, a, he's, he's, he's changed hockey down here. From where we had it in the early 90s, it was buzzing. Uh, we had the fan base. We captured the heart of the city going to the Stanley Cup in the third year. I remember how electric it was down here, and it's good after – Losing for 20 years and just getting beat up and kind of damaging our band fans and not earning the trust back, making the playoffs four straight years, make the trade for Kachuk, and Florida's hot back in South Florida. And Kachuk is everywhere, and he's being talked about, and deservedly so. So the attention is is there. There's a market for hockey down here. I understand and realize the attendance and the jokes, but we we – we heard our bat, our brand bad, yeah. bad for yeah. for a long, long time. If that happens anywhere, you got to build the trust back up. Yeah. And I, like I said, I was here in the early '90s when it happened, and it's happening again. And yes, Kachuk is getting the recognition. That's good to hear, uh, Sergey <laughs> Bobrovsky, uh, Bill. Unbelievable. I mean, a year ago they were trying to move him, and and, and you heard all the rumors, ten million dollars. Boy, he's been great, absolutely phenomenal in the playoffs. Dialed in. Uh, 
reach another level, he can make the $70 million contract up in two months, Yep, which is absurd. But the first three years of the contract, very average, lots of ups and downs, inconsistencies, harped on on the media, the fan base. Getting on him, he's found a way here in the playoffs. I talked to the goaltending coach, Rob Callis. There was a stretch where Spencer Knight wasn't available, and he played around 20 of 21 games before he got sick and missed three weeks. But Rob Tallis said he was trending in the right directions. The numbers weren't always there, but we knew he was going right. Then he had the three weeks off, and I, this is where the systems and Paul Maurice said, I knew this team had a chance because Alex Lyon came in and, bas- and, saved, the se- and saved the season. But that doesn't happen with what was going on in front of him. Yeah. We insulated our goaltending a bit with really good neutral zone play, defensive play. Then we're, And Sergei Bobrovsky never doubt his work ethic. He's, it's always been there. And Rob Tallis, the goaltending coach, said, we're going to have to come to you at some point. We just have to ride the hot hand until it's not hot, and we have to pick the right moment. Well, the coaching staff picked the right moment. Sergei Bobrovsky put in the work. He was ready. He hit the ground running in that Boston series and has never looked back in these playoffs. Uh, and, and quickly, Bill, you, you mentioned Paul Maurice. Why has he been such a good fit there? He's rejuvenated. He's a good coach. He's a good communicator. He has a couple of sons down here that live close by. Uh, I actually see his son at the rink. He's a broadcaster over in Estero for the Florida Everblades in the East Coast Hockey League. Uh, to come down to get a chance with this team, he he knows it's about intensity, but he he it's fun. He's a, he is you go to the rink. He's enjoying coaching. He did all year for the most part. It was a struggle. But he looks out the window, and it's it. This is not to say anything against Winnipeg, but it's a hard market for him. Yep. He's been in some hard markets in Toronto and Winnipeg, and it was tough. And he he just mentioned it, it was dark when he went to the rink. It was dark when he came home, and uh, the media pressure. I came here, and I was open. And South Florida is nice in the winters, and to have your to have your family around you, uh, to be able to see the sunshine and have this group that he felt had a lot of potential just kind of rejuvenated as a coach. You look at his bench hits during these playoffs and it's relaxed and he's translated that. So it's a real mix of let's enjoy the moment and let's stay in this moment and have as much fun with it as possible. But the one way we get fun out of it is just playing this game with passion. And he's been able to translate that to this team. Bill, Thanks for this. Uh, I know it's been a long time coming for you. Uh, a lot of tough years, but uh, we really appreciate yeah. this today. All right. Thank you very much for the time, guys. appreciate it. You bet. Uh, Bill Lindsay, uh, Florida Panthers uh, player back in the day when they went to the with Stanley the Cup with uh, Jovo and John Van Biesbrick in, in 96 and still associated with the team. We thank him uh, for uh, joining us. Uh, business. All right. Looking for a gift for a sports fan? How about an addition to your man cave? Pastime Sports, the place to visit. Check out the largest selection of sports memorabilia, autographed items, trading cards, and collectible games in Western Canada. you got four locations, Langley, Metrotown, Tawasson Mills and Guilford Mall. If you can't visit them in store, you can shop their massive collection online at pastimesports.ca. Laptop. Ryan. This is going to be interesting. In front of the oh. laptop, the Gino Ojic signed puck. Yep. Is the card messed up again? Yeah. Uh, bump the card. Bump the card. Ah, uh, geez. You know what? Look, what's going just, on just, here? Uh, just a little bit. Not no, too much. No, no, this is stuff you got to do. Hold on a sec. I got oh, back. Oh, my. No, th- th- look at this. Don't even worry about it now. 
You think that's easy? I got fat fingers. Yeah, actually, Hold I do. Oh, this yeah. is Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon. Well, what, what there, leave this? it. Leave it. Okay. Upper Deck uh, Series 2 hockey cards. And the card of the day today, no hockey tonight, Pikachu Pokemon card. Because oh, pastime, don't, they don't just have hockey sports cards. They also have Pokemon cards. It's a sports show. It doesn't matter. See, this is something a little bit different. And this is what of course, we're doing DTMZ in a couple of this seconds. This is a Pikachu today. That, thanks you know that. what this smacks of? It was yeah. the first card you see no, no, when you yeah, opened up yeah. the deck, no. and you went with it. No, yeah. I Much like the poll question. We haven't had any Pokemon cards yet on the show. There's Pikachu. Boom. Some of these Pokemon cards go for a ridiculous okay, amount of money. Okay, we're off it's, the Pokemon it's, cards. It's crazy. <laughs> okay, any of them BC born? Do we know? Any Pokemon characters from BC? <laughs> Scott Niedemeyer, among his many accomplishments, uh, played in multiple Memorial Cups with the Kamloops Blazers. Uh, if you've watched this show, if you're a sports fan, you all know about Scott Niedermeyer's many uh, accomplishments. We thought because Kamloops is hosting uh, the Memorial Cup starting today, by the way, we'd get Scott on the show. He now lives in Penticton. He's going to join us next. It's Donnie and Dolly, the team, on check. Donnie and Dolly, the team is supported by ableauctions.ca. Closing your business, we can help. Welcome back, everybody. May Day. It's May Day's at Passant Motors. Huge promotions, greatest selections. All of our guests today brought to you by Passant Motors, and that includes Scott Niedemeyer standing by. Check out why Passant Motors is consistently the number one rated dealer in the lower mainland. Visit them online at PassantMotors.com. I'm not sure if there's a hockey player on the planet who's more well-decorated than uh, Scott Niedermeyer. He's won pretty much uh, everything, certainly from a, a team point of view. Uh, Stanley Cups, so Olympic gold medals, World Hockey Championships, Junior Championships. He's also a Memorial Cup uh, champion with the Kamloops Blazers. The Memorial Cup starting today up in uh, Kamloops. Game one, the Blazers uh, against Quebec. And we thought we'd get uh, Scott on the uh, show to talk about that and other matters of uh, hockey. Scott, thanks for doing this, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good, very well. Memorial Cup. You took part in uh, multiple Memorial Cups with the uh, Kamloops Blazers. I would imagine today uh, would bring back some memories. Yeah, it, it's a while ago now. Uh, mm. Unfortunately, uh, back in uh, 1990 and 1992 uh, were the two Memorial Cups that I uh, played in with the Kamloops Blazers. But it's exciting for my old town, my old city to be hosting the Memorial Cup this year. Um, I imagine I'll drive up there, watch a few games, um, you know, to just kind of bring back some great memories for sure. What sticks out when you think about those uh, great Blazers teams uh, of the 90s that you were a part of? Uh, I, I really feel fortunate that I was just part of that. I mean, we did have a lot of good players, good teammates. Um, you know, the people that ran the organization back then started with Ken Hitchcock and Bob Brown and Tom Rennie, Don Hay. Um, Don Hayes still coaching the team. He's still the assistant yep. coach running the defense just like he was when I was there. So he's been in the game a long time. Um, and I, I, you know, was very fortunate to have those guys running the show. Scott, I, I've seen the goal a million times. It's one of the greatest goals in Kamloops history. You set up Zach Boyer, seconds to go. Uh, you beat uh, Ted Nolan's uh, Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds uh, in Seattle at the Memorial Cup. Uh, you still think of that goal sometimes? Yeah, it was a pretty dramatic ending to, you know, a, a real close game. Um, and that that's one of the the fun things about the Memorial Cup. It's challenging, but, 
you know, it becomes down to sort of this one game tournament style format, which you're not used to playing. You know, you go through the best of seven, best of diff, you know five series uh, when you're playing in the playoffs in your league. And now all of a sudden you're playing teams from the other side of the country, teams you don't know anything about. And it comes down to one game. So it was a great game. It was a close game. And, uh, you know, it was just a really weird circumstance. I actually got caught up the ice, ended up stealing the puck on my way back check and trying to, you know, make sure they didn't score. And I turn around and I see Zach streaking behind their defenseman. So I made a pass to Zach Boyer. He went in and scored with, I don't even know, what was it, 18, 15 seconds left yep. in the game yep. to, to win the Memorial Cup. So pretty dramatic. Uh, Scott, you moved your family from California to Penticton not long ago. You got the kids uh, going in uh, hockey academies. Uh, Josh, a defenseman, you just watched uh, the Penticton V's uh, won the BC Hockey League title. How exciting was that? Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's been great here. Our older boy, uh, Jackson, played a few years for the V's. Um, and then Josh now is an 18-year-old, has been there for three years. They uh, won back-to-back BCHL championships, which, uh, you know, was pretty impressive. They they were fortunate uh, in some ways. Um, there was about 14 kids that came back from the team last year. Um, so the expectations were pretty high. And it was amazing just to watch them, you know, continue to work and compete. Um, even when they were sort of, it seemed they couldn't be beat. They just kept putting the work in. And, and for young players, to me, that was extremely impressive. And and they earned it and kind of stuck with the hard work, the team first attitude, and, and that allowed them to, to win two years in a row. Hey, Scott, uh, you see these kids go to academies. Uh, back when you played uh, growing up, you ended up being one of the best skaters in, in NHL history. Talk about uh, you doing it without going to academies. How was that? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it was a different world back then. Yeah. You know, we. There, there was no other options. We just, uh, you grab your hockey bag, you head down for tryouts for minor <laughs> hockey in Cranbrook where I grew up. And, uh, you know, you see how, how it pans out um, after a week or two of trying out for your team. And um, we did a little bit. My parents put my brother and I in figure skating when we were real young, basically learned to skate. Um, we did some power skating lessons, uh, you know, so that was probably the, the early stages of people doing extra skill development, whether it's skating, stick handling, shooting, off-ice training. Um, but it's obviously gone to a whole new level in, in the last couple decades. Um, it does show with the skills and the way, uh, you know, players can play now for sure. But, um, you know, a lot of it too is sort of, you know, talent um, that, that you were born with, I believe, and yeah. do that uh, as a strength of our game with skating. Do you think the game is better now, Scott, because of it? Do you see the positives with the academies and the zone play versus just playing with your own local association? Uh, I, you know, that, that's, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think there are some things that are better. You mm. know, like I said, the skills of the players, uh, things like that. Um, but when I think back to how I grew up, we, we did a lot on our own. We were out playing um, road hockey. We were out playing on the pond just by ourselves, figuring out the game, what works, what doesn't work. Um, and I feel now there's almost there. Well, there probably is too much coaching, um, telling players where to be every, every situation on a game. And you don't really have time to think of that when you're playing. So, um, you know, I think there's some good and bad and that, that, you know, hopefully we can get more good than bad as we move forward. Yeah. Positives or negatives, like everything uh, in life. Hey, NHL, uh, Scott, I don't know if, uh, if Quinn Hughes is the answer, but is there a National Hockey League defenseman uh, right now? We see what Brandon Montour is doing uh, with the Florida Panthers, who reminds you of yourself when you were playing. Well, I think there's a lot. I mean, you look at defense cores now, 
when I was playing, there was kind of one guy that, that looked like me on the yeah. other team. <laughs> now, now there's three, four, you know, on each team that can skate, you know, uh, maybe not the biggest guys, but uh, they can move the puck. They join the attack. They support the attack. Um, and that, that was, you know, my strength as a player. I wasn't the biggest guy, not the most physical, but I used my skating to defend. I used it to get up into the offense and support the attack. And there's a, there's a lot of defense. I mean, in, in all honesty, I'm amazed at what some of these guys can do. Their their skills and different things and what they try is way beyond anything I even imagined. So, you know, Quinn Hughes is one of those guys for sure. You know, obviously, Kale McCarr, mm-hmm. in, uh in Dallas. The list, the list goes on and on um, in today's game. Where do you think the NHL game is at right now, Scott? You know what? I, I really enjoyed watching the playoffs. It, it You know, I, I say this, like back when I was playing, it, it seemed like the same game. It just was a little bit harder, a little more intense. It, the playoffs almost seemed like a different game in, in the way it, it's played now. During the regular season, it's, it's a lot of skating. The puck's moving 100 miles an hour. Um, but now you watch the playoffs, and it's back to that, that hard competing you know, in the corners in front of the net, you really have to want it to have success. And um, I guess an old guy like me kind of appreciates that. So it's good to see. Scott, I'm looking at your beard and, and I'm thinking to myself, your old boss wouldn't like that. Lou Lamorello is 80 years old. He's still going strong. Your old boss in New Jersey, still going strong in charge of the Islanders. What was he like to work for? Yeah, I mean, he. there was never any gray area with Lou. You knew what he wanted. You knew what he stood for. Um, and he did. He led by example just by, you know, the fact that he's, he's turning 80 or 80 years old and, and still probably working as hard or harder than anybody else in the league. Um, his commitment to, to finding a way to help your team have success, um, you know, making that a priority and what he does day to day, every day, you know, when he wakes up, that's that's what he's about. And he expected that from from everybody else in the organization. So, um, again, fortunate that I you know was able to play in an organization with someone like that that you know put that as a priority, and then was able to obviously make the decisions to to give us a chance to win Stanley Cup. So I, you know, we competed in four in New Jersey. We won three of them, um, three Stanley Cups, and and Lou was a big reason why we were able to do that. Scott, you know, they talk about some guys play 10, 15 years in the NHL, they never win a cup. And look at you. You want cups, international. We, we would need 10 minutes to go through all the accolades. You ever say to yourself, boy, I, what a great career? I mean, it was something else. No, I mean, that, that's, you know, when I when I come on and do interviews like this, I actually, I think I'm going to start a new policy where I'm going to, you know, we're going to change the introduction. Like, I, you know, we got swept in the 1990 <laughs> Memorial Cup. We lost the 2001 yeah. no. Stanley Cup final. Missed the playoffs in '96. Like we're yeah. gonna change. We're gonna change that. But no, I I, uh, I do feel tremendously fortunate. I mean, just like I was talking about Lou. You know, being in Kamloops, I was just in in places with other people, other players that uh, put the team first. You know, had ability. Were hungry to have success as a team. Um, and I went out, did my part. I learned from a lot of those guys as to how to do it the right way and, and then was able to kind of make my contribution. So you're right. I, I know I have a lot of friends. You know, my, it took my brother a long time before he was able to, to win a Stanley Cup. So I, I really do respect the fact that how lucky uh, I was to be part of teams like that for sure. We could go on and on, uh, uh, Scott. I'm sure life is good in, in Penticton. Th- thanks so much for this. We really appreciate it. And uh, all the best to yourself, your family, and, and, and the Kamloops Blazers at the Memorial Cup. Thanks, Scott. 
Yeah, it'd be, be great to see them doing well. Thanks, guys. Yep. Take you care. Bet. Thanks, Scott. Uh, Scott Niedermeyer. I thought we came up with a real original intro for uh, Scott, but I, I, I guess not. But he has won everything. It's, everything. it's unbelievable from a, from a team point of view. For, you know, the individual accomplishments are there, the Norris trophies and several other All accolades. But to win everything yeah. and to play a, a major role as well. Uh, greatest skaters of all time, one of them, uh, Donnie. The other thing is, when I look at the top BC players, Donnie, he's, I mean, obviously Joe Sackick, Paul Correa, he's right there. And those are the top three to come out of British Columbia, in my eyes, anyways. He might be number one on my list if Sackick yeah. wasn't from North Burnaby. There you so, go. So uh, there is that. <laughs> um, a break, and then we'll do DTMZ. That's next. Donnie, Dolly, the team. One check. Able Auction specializes in helping British Columbia-based business owners close their business and sell their assets in a timely, orderly manner. Online events for everything from machine shop and manufacturing auctions to industrial equipment, retail inventories, or any other type of business assets, Able Auctions can help. For a free confidential consultation on getting your business assets sold, please email sales at ableauctions.ca. That's sales at ablaauctions.ca. It's 11.32 on a Friday morning. Donnie Dolly on Check TV. Now time for DTMZ. Brought to you by the world-famous Whistler Golf Club. Go see Big Al out there. Great track, great track. DTMZ is Rick Benchin brought to you by the Arnold Palmer Design Whistler Golf Club. Celebrating 40 years of public play in 2023. Book your tee times early for any time during the 2023 campaign. Online now at whistlergolf.com. Prime weekends are selling fast. Okay, b- bear with me here, here, folks. I don't know if everybody knows or knew this uh, gentleman, but it's it's the payoff is big here. Ed Ames. You probably don't know the name. No. Ed Ames passed away Sunday at his home in L.A. He was 95. He was a member of the Ames Brothers Singing Quartet, a group that enjoyed success in the 50s. I'm going way back here. Okay. He went on to launch an acting career, and although his background was Russian Jewish, Jewish, he was cast several times as a Native American, different times. Right. Okay? Uh, for example, he played Mingo, a Cherokee character on the Western series Daniel Boone. I don't remember it. You undoubtedly don't remember No. But I do remember this. As part of his job on that show, he became skillful at throwing a tomahawk. Oh. Throwing a tomahawk. Hard to do. Which led to one of the greatest moments in late night talk show history. Ed Ames with Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show in 1965. What is the trick on it? You throw underhanded? No. Oh, the, uh, it's then. an overhand throw. The trick is to keep your arm extended, and that way you break the microphone. You know, you keep your arm extended and uh, put only one revolution on the uh, once around, once around uh, on the way. But uh, that's indefinite.
didn't even know you were Jewish. Classic. I, 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 I've seen that a million times. I don't remember the exact so moment. Nice. But my, so the audience laughed for uh, over four straight minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. Reportedly the longest laugh by a studio wow. audience in TV history. Johnny's line there at the end helped, too. He was the youngest of nine kids, survived by his wife, two children, stepson, seven grandkids, five great-grandchildren. Uh, Ed Ames, one of the great moments of TV history. Forget about late-night uh, talk show history. Live TV, uh, folks, uh, pa- passes away at the age of 95. Something else. Miss Johnny Carson. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, Rick. Okay. Seven birthdays this May 26th. Uh, the line is set at seven by Floppy Disk Graham's Computer Repair and Casino in Jerome, Idaho. Floppy Disk Graham. Shout yeah, out Pete, to Pete in Calgary. Yeah. Pete in Calgary. Pete Island Cal- Joe hasn't sent one through yet. Who, interestingly enough, is a customer of Floppy Disks. He <laughs> <laughs> goes all the way to Jerome, Idaho to get his computers serviced. Yeah. Among other things. Here we go. Seven birthdays. Islanders center from Coquitlam won the Calder in 2018. Uh, Matt Brazil. Former Canucks left wing acquired from Toronto in 2018 uh, for Michael Carconi. Former Canucks left winger. Went on to play with Calgary. JL. Josh Levo. Remember the big Canuck to Calgary wave? Yes, yes. Uh, former Canucks left winger now in his second term with the Rangers. Won the, 20, won the 2016 Hobie Baker Award while playing for Harvard. Bounced around. Remember, it was a big deal. He passed. I think it was uh, Jimmy Vesey. Uh, there you go. Vesey. Okay. Singer and songwriter uh, who in 1975 joined Fleetwood Mac along with boyfriend Lindsey Buckingham. Her Fleetwood Mac hits include Rhiannon and Dreams. Solo hits include Edge of 17. Come on, Rick. This is your era. What are you talking about? Not 1975. Uh, Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Oh, she was so good. Still uh, going strong. Keeping up with the Kardashians cast member who dated Kourtney Kardashian from 06 to 2015. I've never watched the show. I wouldn't have got this. SD. You know this, Ryan? That dated? Yeah. But I, I would imagine part of the show for a long period of time. Her first name is Scott, on that right? Pardon me? Scott. I, I forget the last name. Scott something? Yeah, Scott. Scott, Scott Disick. I have no idea. No idea. I'm the same way. Pass. <laughs> well, we, we got the name. Late American actor known as the Duke. is uh, uh, John Wayne. John Wayne. Wow. You know, it doesn't matter how far back we go. You, you get, It's not just the 70s and 80s for you. John Wayne was the best. True grit. Uh, singer-songwriter from New York whose mother, Roxy Roker, was a star on the Jeffersons. Oh. His hits include Fly Away, Mr. Cab Driver. He played uh, us out uh, yesterday. Uh, Kravitz, Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz, uh, uh, that's Lenny. right. And I said his birthday was yesterday. It was. It's actually t- uh, today. We good? Yeah. That yeah. Ed Ames clip is just... Uh, it's gold. Talk it's gold. show. It's talk gold. show gold. Gold. Uh, Stevie Nicks, I'm telling you, a young Don Taylor watching Fleetwood Mac <laughs> back in the day. It's one of those bands that's just... Why? It's too. It's too bad. You get a poop on them. No, they're 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 fighting again. Well, like, what? Oh, give me a great band that. Uh, the, yeah. The Stones have been relatively argumentative. Sing. 
Yeah. And there's there's been moments uh, w- with them. They've gone through guitarists. Yeah, yeah but, but okay. Stay, stay the, together. Like Lindsey Buck- Beatles, Fleetwood Mac, Beach Boys. The, the, you know, they yeah, all but, fight. But Lindsey Buckingham left the band like five years ago. At this age? But, sure, but coming, did, didn't he get, was, wasn't he asked to leave? Or, yeah, but that's what I mean, though. Yeah, they were fighting back then. Uh, yeah, back when, then, when they, when I get it. In the 70s, they were fighting. Yeah, but they you're, were you're, all going out with each other I know, and breaking it, up. And it's, yeah, yeah. Out came a great album. Seventy-five years old, uh, Stevie Nicks. Seventy-five, and she's going to play us out March seventy-seven. And the album rumors: This is Stevie and Fleetwood Mac and Dreams on check. Good intro. Playing oh. the music you want all day long on a BC Friday morning. Is it just me next? Okay, you got Doctor Mike Gill there. Well, we're gonna. Yeah, with, I got Doctor Mike Gill. Uh, we'll deal with that in, in a second. Is it just me? Brought to you by Quidsum Communications Group, located in Campbell River. We mentioned Rod Brindamore as one oh. of the great BC players uh, of all time. The best. And, and now servicing the West Coast Island communities. If you and your team are looking for a clear, safe communications team, look no further than Quinsome Communications. For more info, visit QuinsomeCommunications.ca. Quinsome Communications Group connecting people through technology. Both Quinsoms now have Donnie and Dolly merchandise, including hats, hoodies, T-shirts, and more. And again, a reminder, we've added a white. We have a black bucket hat. We've white, added a no. white yeah. bucket hat. Uh, to our list uh, of items. Is it just me? Uh, what do you want first, uh, Dr. Mike go, Gill? Go, go with Mike. Uh, Dr. Mike Gill? Yeah. Okay, Dr. Mike Gill, good guy, uh, uh, emailed us. <laughs> the VMFL Flag Football Jamboree this weekend, uh, hosted by the Richmond Raiders. Uh, games will be on Sunday, 9 to 7. 150 teams there. The BC Lions going to be there. It's going to be beautiful. Hugh Boyd Park. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you, you know flag football. You put your kids in flag football. It's great. Hey, my kids loved it. There. I put mine in, too. I flagged football out in Cloverdale. It was, it was beautiful, Donnie, beautiful. That's Dr. Mike Gill. Thank you, Dr. Mike Gill. Dr. Gill. Dr. We might Gill. need him one day. Oh. Right? <laughs> I could use him. Believe me. Uh, okay, Ryan, where are we going? Does he do physicals? Huh? Cool. No, I got to do this birthday shout-out to Samantha. My mom, my dog, Charlie, and I are driving across the country listening to you guys. My mom calls you guys knuckleheads. Even Derek, the character, is a knucklehead. Love the show. Watch every day. Samantha, Noreen, and Charlie from Victoria. They're in Princeton right now. A, a beautiful Princeton, uh, Donnie. And they're going to they're head east all the way back uh, uh, back east. What a compliment that is. Safe travels. Safe travels back east across the country. Uh, okay, Ryan, uh, get this up. Uh, uh, picture. This is great stuff here. My husband, a huge sports fan and a Canucks fan, was reintroduced to Donnie and Dolly while we lived in Vancouver for a couple of months while he underwent cancer treatment. You guys have helped him get through treatment every day. And now back at home, your show is recorded every day. Thank you for giving him something to escape and focus on. Today was our 32nd wedding anniversary. Yes, I admit, even I enjoy your show. Thank you uh, from uh, everybody here. Uh, Wendy and Eric, wish you nothing uh, but the best, uh, 100% health. And uh, absolutely, Eric and Wendy, uh, take care and uh, all the best. I'm glad we can help in some small way. Yeah, in small way. But thank you very much. Is it just me? Okay. okay. Done.
Uh, is it just me and you ask Nick, or is Paul Maurice's decision to walk away from the Jets really paying off in Florida? And the Jets' performance since he left shows he was probably right uh, to, to leave. Yeah. It's been real, uh, you know, just a quick, well, not would say a quick turnaround. He did take some, some time off, but you know, he's been there less than a season, and they're in the Stanley Cup final. Donnie, I, I love Paul Maurice. I, I know he went there twice, and, and, and Carol, but I just, I'm rooting for the guy. I'm going to tell you that much right now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he mentioned the other day when Keith or Keith Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk came up with another uh, winning goal. How much he hated coaching against Matthew Kachuk uh, when he played in Calgary and Paul was in in Winnipeg. Is it just me, uh, you guys? Your show, Donnie, mm. is like an unmade bed. Uh, that's why we keep watching, keep up the mayhem. Dave from Lake Cowichan, he compares our show to an unmade bed. Well. Uh, I don't. We can't get a close up of this, but this is this is our script. <laughs> it's all doodles. <laughs> it's it's all I do is doodle. Yeah. You're the you're the king of doodling. Well, I know, but just uh, notes. I learned and, from you. Yeah, it's just we want to have fun on the show. Oh, yeah. People need fun. Oh, yeah. What do you got? Uh, the Carisdale Couriers, uh, who Don talked about, were a Canadian Junior A hockey team based in Vancouver, BC, playing in the Pacific Junior A Hockey League from '76 to '79. That's the great thing about uh, our show is uh, we asked the question, the Carisdale Couriers, were they Junior A, Junior B? And there it is, uh, Junior A. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we mentioned how Dave Heinmarch played for them. I'm pretty sure they were red and gold, much like the Calgary Flames yeah. that Dave Heinmarch uh, played for. Tan Beer, is it just me? Qu- is, is it just me? Quinn Hughes uh, is the modern-day Scott Niedermeyer without all the accolades. Uh, the difference with Quinn Hughes and Scott Niedermeyer in terms of accolades Yeah. Scott Niedermeyer won everything. He won everything, like, like from a you know personal and team point of view. And, and Quinn isn't isn't there quite yet. And Quinn's got to get there for Vancouver fans. And Quinn's got to get there someday. And uh, he's uh, he, nobody hates to lose more than Quinn Hughes. You can tell. Is it just me? But Barry Beck was uh, a one time one of the best defensemen in the NHL. But Ryan wouldn't know that. MBI Raj, uh, Barry Beck, New West Bruins. <laughs> I don't care. I, I love the Bruins. Why the shot at Ryan? I agree nah, with the Barry Beck he, part. When I brought up Barry Beck, Ryan didn't know who Barry Beck was. <laughs> I like it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Ryan, any response? I've heard the name, but no, I haven't done a deep dive on Barry Beck. No, New West Bruins? New West Bruins? P- local P&E, guy. P&E uh, minor hockey? No. no Rangers? Nothing, no. Uh, Colorado? Drafted by the Colorado Rockies. Hey, and let me tell you something else about Barry LA Beck. LA Kings. Uh, Barry Beck's been in Japan uh, for the last uh, numerous years coaching hockey there. So uh, always, or what, Ernie Punch? When you talk to Ernie Punch McLean, Donnie, he raves about Barry Beck. Yeah, help the Rangers get to the 79 Stanley Cup. Final. That's right. Break? Yep. Let's take a break. More Is It Just Me's will wrap up the show. And the somewhat controversial poll question next. <laughs> Donnie and Dolly, the team on check. Hey, everyone. It's Donnie and Dolly, and we're looking to partner with your company. We have several packages and price points to fit your budget and spread the word about your company on the show in our podcast and on social media. We'd love to get involved with your company. Call 250 250- 880-2282 or email advertise at checkmedia.ca As we continue our campaign to get Patrick Hernandez is born to be alive played <laughs> at Rogers Arena. This is a, a current video. How, yeah. how, how old is this? this? 2022. Patrick's still going strong. Yeah. Patrick Hernandez from France by the way. Francesco, take a look at this. Change your seats at Rogers Arena and get this song played there on a regular basis. Rick, 
Bet99.net poll question. You know the Canucks hate us. Your owner hates us. Get the Ryan, get up the get the poll up. Ryan, get it up. <laughs> Ryan! <laughs> Revised Bet99.net poll question. Scott Niedermeyer is on with us today. Who's the best BC uh, raised NHL player of all time? Landslide victory here for Joe uh, Sackick, 73%. Yeah. And we heard from Barry Beck's brother, I hear. Yeah, he's ripping me. Is Barry, that Murray? It's uh, Murray from Surrey, yeah. Barry Beck's brother. Slap Dolly. Well, he doesn't know my brother is in uh, Hong Kong for the last four. I knew he was over there overseas. I yeah. knew he was overseas. Yeah. I love Barry Beck. Murray, no one's a bigger Barry Beck than me. And Murray says he loves the show. Well, Barry Beck would be a bigger Barry yeah, he Beck He said, slap Dollywall. Uh, tell him to do his homework. I was in the neighborhood. I'm always in the neighborhood. Hong Kong, Japan. They're not far away, Donnie. Okay, well, from we'll see what we can do about the slapping. Hong Kong, uh, Japan, not far away. Okay, business. If you missed any of today's show, you Thanks can for catch. the geography lesson. <laughs> I knew it was. I'm always in the neighborhood. If you missed any of today's show, you can catch full replays of Donnie and Dolly in the Check Plus app or watch your interviews on YouTube. Search for Donnie and Dolly. All brought to you by the Bayside Oceanfront Resort. Uh, Oceanside, beautiful Parksville. Uh, Bayside is one of Vancouver Island's uh, premier huh. spots. Oh, exciting spring, summer season awaits at the Bayside a soon-to-be-completed outdoor pool, fully equipped, Ocean View Cabanas, alongside the number one-ranked coffee shop in all of Parksville. The Bay Cafe only steps away. Call 250-248-8333 and book your reservation. You mention us, you get 10% off your uh, nightly room rate. Love Parksville. Is it just me? This is from Randy and Oliver. Um, is it just me, or did you guys forget Duncan Keith on that list? You consider him to be from BC. Hate to say it, but he was incredible. Duncan uh, from Penticton. Penticton. Duncan Keith falls in the same category as Mark Recchi. Yeah. Somebody who's a player who's from BC that Canuck fans don't like because of incidents in the past. Yes. There but was a couple of Bottom line is he's a Penticton guy, and maybe he should be on that well, list. Uh, he had a wonderful... Ryan, revise the list again. Duncan Keith, I don't, whatever you think of Duncan Keith, I don't care. He had a great NHL career, three Stanley Talk Cups. Talk to the Sedins about him. Yeah, well, I know. And there was also an incident in addressing him with a reporter in Vancouver. Oh, right. I forgot about now, there that. There was a lot of stuff. But you never, ever, ever take away his career. Duncan Keith had a great uh, career. Yeah. And like I said, with Mark Recchi and the criticism of the 2011 uh, Canucks and we had him on the list originally. It didn't go over yeah. the, uh, that well. What do you got? Is it just me or did uh, Rick steal my grandma's uh, tablecloth? Uh, <laughs> Paul in Calgary. This guy in Calgary, Paul, he's just a wingnut. Well, All he, he ever does he, is he rip He has me. another submission about your shirt. Or, or, is Table it just cloth. me or is Rick a big Golden Girls fan? That top. <laughs> that top looks like something Rose would have it's worn. A, it's a Hawaiian shirt. I got this in Waikiki on the, I like it. It's a good uh, Waikiki Beach. I got it right there. It's a beautiful shirt. Paul in Calgary, take a hike. Uh, Lloyd and Burnaby is your buddy. Yes. Uh, tell Rick that Barry Beck's uh, coaching in Hong Kong. Right. Yeah. A lot of people. You mentioned uh, that earlier. I know uh, Murray uh, Beck, uh, Barry's brother, texted us as well. Hello, hello to Lloyd and Burnaby. We used to play lacrosse together. He's your buddy. Um, Tanbeer, uh, is this the second Tanbeer submission? No, I don't is it just me, but is Rick still complaining about the studio being cold in this weather? You do complain a lot about the studio I, being I turned cold. the heat up a little bit before you got here. Uh, thanks so much for uh, tuning in, folks. That's it uh, uh, for today. Have yourself a great weekend. Looks like the weather is going to be uh, perfect. Maybe you'll go golfing. We'll find oh, out. I know oh. you will, you'll be. On behalf of Ryan, Derek, Rick, everybody here at Oh Boy and Check, I'm Don. You're up to date in the world of sports.
Thanks for listening to the Donnie and Dolly podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Donnie and Dolly for all the latest show content. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.